Welcome back for episode five of Mysteries and Beliefs podcast. I am your host, John. On today's very short episode, I am going to tell you about a couple of unusual experiences that I had when I was a teenager. It's unfortunate that there are a lot of people out in this world that don't believe in anything paranormal. We have had paranormal experiences or people that believed in the paranormal or some type of God or some type of deity ever since the beginning of our existence. This show is not only going to be about ghost stories and things like that. It's going to be a wide variety of topics. It could be a popular conspiracy. It could be a ghost story. It could be a UFO story. It could be just anything that's unusual. Something scientific, just things that we don't know and you'd like to discuss. If you have anything that you'd like to share, please email me at jwcarterfilmworks at gmail.com or just join the Facebook group and put your story there. You can send me an email up with your story. We can read it on the podcast, or we can share it however you'd like. Since COVID-19 is starting to die down a little bit, I want to start having some guests on my show to tell me what made them believe in the paranormal, when did they start believing in the paranormal, and why did they start believing in the paranormal. So thank you for listening, and on to the show. The first unusual events that I've had that I could recall after the experiences that I had at my grandparents' house was when I was a teen, maybe about 13 or 14 years old. In the neighborhood I used to live in, there was a girl that would come over to stay with her aunt during the summers. And one summer, her and I started to date. At the same time, there was another girl that lived in her neighborhood. A friend of mine started to date. When they were at home on other times of the year, my friend and I would ride our mopeds over to their house. Mopeds are the scooters of our day. We grew up in the suburbs of Northern Virginia, which is about uh, about 35 minutes or so from Washington, D.C. Not a rural area. Again, it's the suburbs of Washington, D.C. So one day, my friend and I went to go down to visit our girlfriends on our mopeds. We get down to the house. If I can describe it for you, you get to the house. If I'm facing it, there is a house on the bottom of the hill, which is a grandmother's house where she lived. And on top of the hill, there was another house where her aunt lived and her aunt's family. On the right of the house, there was a gravel driveway, and beyond that gravel driveway to the right was a graveyard with an enclosed chain-link fence. It's a normal afternoon. Don't remember what day of the week it is. It was, but it was a normal day. We were hanging out, just chilling, doing our things as teenagers. When it got late that evening, we decided to sit on the porch and chill a little bit longer and hang out before we went home. So my friend, my girlfriend, his girlfriend, my girlfriend's two cousins were sitting on the porch. The porch was probably about maybe five feet off of the ground. We're all sitting there just kind of chilling, hanging out, just like I said, doing the things that teenagers do. And my girlfriend's grandmother had a dog. The dog was sitting on the ground right at the bottom of the porch. 
We're just conversating, just doing our thing. I look over into the graveyard and I see something in the graveyard. Again, this is a dark neighborhood. There is no street lights or anything, and especially in the graveyard. So I see a figure over there and I, I look to my girlfriend and said, how did your dog get into the graveyard? She goes, what do you mean? I said, you can't see the dog in the graveyard over there. How did the, did the dog jump the fence or something? She goes, no, the dog is still sitting there on the ground, on the bottom of the porch. I look down. I still see the dog sitting there. I go, oh, well, maybe it's some type of animal or something like that that's in that graveyard. So, of course, as guys, my friend and I and her two cousins decided to go investigate to see what that was in there. We go down off of the porch. We started walking towards a graveyard. Again, it's dark, so we really can't see what's over there. We just see a figure kind of moving around. So we start to walk a little bit closer to the graveyard. As we get closer, we see something kind of standing on the fence, kind of holding the fence. So we figure maybe it's somebody's cat or a raccoon or something like that in the graveyard, maybe a fox or something, just looking to see or looking at us sitting on the porch. And you know, when other animals see other animals, that kind of trips them out a little bit. So we walk a little bit closer. We see this thing standing on the fence. As we get to the point where it was lit enough that we could see this thing, it was some sort of creature, maybe about two foot tall, standing there on the fence, holding a fence. It had a humanoid figure, didn't look like a little person. It looked like it was a small humanoid creature that was standing and holding that fence. I don't know. If you guys felt this before, when I saw this thing, you get this kind of hot, cold, sweat, clammy, crazy feeling in your body in your body that you can't explain. And we all just stood there and was like, oh shit, what is that? We stood there and nobody wanted to move. No one ran, but nobody wanted to move. So we stared at that thing and it stared back at us like, yo, what's up? What you know, what's what's good? You know, of course we're we're dudes, we're teenagers. We ain't afraid of this shit. So we decided to go a little bit closer to figure, figure out what this thing was. As we got closer, this thing ran back into the graveyard and just took off. And we didn't see it. It took off into the dark. So we didn't see it again um, any longer that, that night. Back in my day, there was no Google. There was no internet. So we didn't just pop out our cell phones and take a selfie or take you know, a quick pick that we can put on the gram or anything like that. So we didn't, you know, it, that's the story was done. But of course, we go back to the porch and sit back down on the porch. And I'm telling my girlfriend, I said, man, how y'all, how do you guys live next to a graveyard like that? She said, I don't know. My grandparents have been living here for a long time. That graveyard has always been over there. And it's always, it goes back to what I mentioned on a couple of episodes before that. I can guarantee almost 100% that they put houses on top of graves. That's why we have all these crazy paranormal experiences in these homes or in these graveyards. But with this thing that we saw, goblin, whatever it is, didn't think about it after that. Again, didn't see it anymore after that experience. But of course, we talked about it all night until we went home. Of course, as a teen, I'm older now. I can't remember back, you know, what we did after that. 
But fast forward, my girlfriend and I broke up. My, her cousin and I stayed friends. We were about the same age, so we played on the same football team. I would ride my bike from my neighborhood to his neighborhood to meet him to go to football practice. Our practice field was closer to where he lived. So I'd ride my bike down to the neighborhood. Instead of stopping at the bottom of the hill, I would go straight to the top of the, of the hill to my friend's house. So one day, Again, I rode my bike down to my buddy's house. I ride up that hill. So when I get to my friend's house, he's not ready to go to football practice. He says, just come on in, go sit down in my room. I'll be ready in a few minutes. I'll describe his house also. It's a rancher style house, but it wasn't really a rancher. It had sort of an attachment to it that led to what be, would be a quasi basement. You walk into the house, there is the living area on the right and in front of you. To the left, there was a kitchen and there was maybe about three bedrooms a little further in the house. And right beyond the kitchen, there was a small set of stairs that led down to, again, the quasi-basement that was sort of an attachment to the house. It wasn't a full basement if you're familiar with what basements look like in houses. So I went down the stairs I sat in a living area that they had in this basement. My friend had a room down there, and I believe one of his brothers had a room. No one was home when I got to his house, so he said, just sit there, wait, chill, I'll be out in a few. So he was in his room getting ready. I'm sitting there. Don't remember what I was doing. Again, there was no cell phone, so I wasn't all on social media or anything like that at that time. Maybe looking at a magazine or something like that, just kind of hanging out. So a few minutes later, I hear walking upstairs. So I stopped, quiet, didn't hear anything. No voices or anything like that. Okay, go back to reading or doing whatever I was doing. A few minutes later, I hear this walking and I hear this talking. So I go, oh, maybe his parents are home or one of his brothers or something came into the house. So I hear walking come a little bit closer towards the stairs. So I yelled to my friend. I said, hey, you know, I think somebody's home. His bedroom was only a few feet away from where I was sitting. He opens the door. He goes, nah, there's nobody home. I go, yeah, just somebody just walked in the house. I hear, you know, walking upstairs and the people talking. He said, no, there's nobody upstairs in the house. I go, yes, there, are, there is. I didn't hear the door or anything like that. I wasn't really paying attention. But yeah, somebody came in the house. They were upstairs. They're upstairs now. And they're they're talking and walking. I said, you can't hear them talking? He goes, yeah, I hear them talking. I go, okay. He, he said, no, trust me, there's nobody up the stairs. He says, go up there and check and see who, who came home. If, you, if somebody's home, see who's up there. So I walk up these small stairs, and I walk in, take that right, go back towards the living area. I hear the walking and talking, but again, maybe they're in the bedroom, so I'm not investigating people's houses or searching, because I'm not, what do I look like going through somebody's house looking for people who live there? So I hear the talking, and I hear the walking to the left of me, and I said, okay, chill, let me see if there's his mother. I went to the window, I looked out the window, there was no cars or anything out there. I figured, I said, oh, well, maybe his brothers or something. You know, his brothers are older than us, I'm not going to mess with his brothers, because they could probably beat our asses or something like that. So. I go, well, there's nobody there. As I go to walk 
towards the left to go back to my friend's room, I hear this walking, creeping in front of me. And as I'm standing there, I'm facing away from the front door, there's a mirror. It was like someone walked up to this mirror to kind of adjust, primp themselves, or just fix themselves in the mirror and stood there. It sounded like somebody just kind of swaying back and forth, just kind of creaking on the floor. I didn't hear any voices at that time. I just heard the footsteps. So I, I, dead silent, frozen. Like, what the, is this? It was like the invisible man was standing there in front of me at this mirror. So, again, I get this same creepy, crawly feeling, hot, cold sweat type um, feeling in my body. And I kind of creep back down the stairs slowly, hoping to God I didn't see anybody pop out that wasn't his family. I walk back down the stairs. I get down there. He's laughing at me. He said, see, see, I told you there was nobody upstairs. And I go, how the hell did you know there was nobody upstairs? He said, man, we hear this all the time in this house. You ain't telling me you heard this before? He, he said, but man, we're used to it by now because we hear this stuff all the time in this house. And I said, you guys live in a haunted house and y'all don't even care that you live in a haunted house? He said, don't bother us. I mean, we hear that every, just about every day. Never see anything, but we just hear walking and talking just like somebody else lives in this house. Like, yo, son, I can't, <laughs> there's no way I could live in somebody's haunted house. Again, at that point, I was about 16 or 17 years old. If you don't recall, I lived in a haunted house as well. But going back to the graveyard, again, I can guarantee with just about everything that I can imagine that they take these graves or these houses and plop them right on top of graves. That's why we have so many crazy stories about the paranormal, so many crazy stories about ghosts, especially in older areas of the country. Again, Northern Virginia, contrary to the belief of a lot of people that I grew up with, Northern Virginia is the South. A lot of stuff went on in the South. We mentioned before, or we talked before about the Civil War and the Civil War and that during that time kind of spread from Washington, D.C. all the way down to the Carolinas. So there's a widespread of areas that people could have died. This area could have been a battlefield. Um, again, there was a huge graveyard directly beside this graveyard. Now, for, for me as a teenager, it was cool because we were only a teen and we could just go visit. We didn't live there. So having the graveyard there, I don't think, uh, actually, we wouldn't have a choice as a kid. You would have to get used to living in an area like that that has a graveyard next to it, and you would have to get used to it. Every since that one episode that I had, I would go to my friend, I would go to my friend's house, I would knock on the door, and if he wasn't ready, I would tell him, 
yeah, I'll sit out here for a minute. You know, if you're not ready in like in 10, I'm going to go ahead to the football field, which again was closer to his house. He said, no, just come in, just chill. I said, no, son, I can't come in (laughs) anymore. He says, nothing's going to happen to you. And I go, well, that's, that's, that's cool. I'm, I'm good. I'll, I'll sit out here and I'll wait for you. So I think I probably went in his house maybe once or twice after that experience. I've had quite a few paranormal experiences throughout my life as I grew up. And on this podcast, we will discuss some of the other paranormal experiences. We will revisit some of the experiences that we had in my house that I live in Gainesville. I'll preference again. Thank you so much for listening. And if you do have any paranormal experiences that you'd like to share, you can email the story to me. We can read it on the podcast. You can send it to my Facebook group, which I'd like you to join my Facebook group, and we can share it from there. Since COVID-19 is starting to die down a little bit, I want to start having guests on the show to discuss why they believe in the paranormal, what made them believe in the paranormal, and just other unknown or unusual topics. Thank you guys again for listening. Until the next episode, peace. Peace.